James, yeah. I say this sincerely with all of my heart. Uh-huh. I have missed you during our little large hiatus. Hiatus, that's right. It's kind of you to say. I'm kind of touched by that. I mean, I, I would say the same back, but A, I, I don't want to give you that much. <laughs> the thing credit. is, I don't want to give you that much credit, uh, but also because I feel like you're always with me. Like there's a little Christopher <laughs> voice in the back of my head, always criticizing me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I think the problem with us being away for so long is that the world has gone to hell without us. I feel like, you know, I feel like you're right. I feel like we can't take our eyes off these <laughs> jerks for five seconds. These people, they get all, con- they started World War Three while we were gone. You know, I didn't realize how much of a calming effect we had on the world. I, I didn't either. Especially around. over coffee. Oh boy. <laughs> so um, we went, we took a little break mostly because I, I got a little busy and you got a little busy and uh, uh, don't roll your eyes. <laughs> okay. I was busy. Hey, you can't see that on the podcast. So I was trying to be polite. <laughs> so I've been traveling a little bit. Um, I took a little canoeing trip, which was fun, but mostly I've been going back and forth between Los Angeles and Phoenix. So you put the world safety on hold while you could go do a canoeing trip. It's so you true. Were, so canoeing <laughs> is more important than the safety of the world. <laughs> Um, I actually, I sometimes wonder maybe, you know, how if you take a bad element out of it, I, I was hoping maybe that might fix it. You think of yourself as a bad element. So you're trying to take yourself out of the equation. Yes. And threw me on the river. Didn't work. Sounds like a clear credence water song. See, when you're not here, we lose the distraction and then we start finding other things to preoccupy ourselves. And we think, Hey, you know, maybe that little country over there looks really good. I want, I want it. <laughs> I don't think there's any country I want. They all seem to be a mess. Oh, I lost I'll take so this many one over any of the others. Right, right. But if I ruled them, we could turn them around. There you go. You can take these beautiful countries and make them some nice stuff. <laughs> like five minutes with North Korea is all I need. Oh, is that how it is? Uh, well, okay, maybe like five years. But I have a plan. No, I bet you do. Turn these places we all around. have a plan, James. I mean, to, on a serious note, I, I think what this, the invasion of Ukraine really points to. Yeah is the fact that democracy, as stupid and terrible as it is, is really a good way to go. <laughs> because my th- my theory is this. Putin has no way out of this war. No, and I don't Russia, think so. Actually, it's not even Putin. It's Russia has no way out of this war because a democracy could just elect someone else and they say, oh, okay, we're changing everything. We're sorry. We're pulling out. We're going to pay, you know, going to pay to rebuild Ukraine. They can't do that in Putin, in Russia. No. They've got no exit. I think they have elections, though. Didn't he win by 142%? <laughs> that, that was so I want to get back to my little trip if it's okay. I want to tell you my story. Please. Okay. So I've been traveling back. I'm trying to get this project done and you know what it is. It's, it's this, I, right. I wrote a couple scripts and now I'm trying to sell them, but I haven't done anything like this in years and Hollywood's changed a little bit. You used to be able to get lucky once in a while and you could get in through the back door but now it's almost impossible to do it without an agent. And, and an agent is just a fancy word for a lawyer, I think. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So a middleman. I'm still trying to do it the old way. And I'm putting together a writing team. But the thing is, is I need to contact these people and try to sell myself as an actual person. And nobody knows me. I live in Phoenix. Yeah, I used to live in LA and and even when I lived there, there was only five people that knew me. <laughs> and they weren't very, you know notable either. So, 
So basically, sounds a I, little bit, I don't know. I'm getting like a Ocean's Eleven vibe from this. Yeah, that's how I'm kind of trying feeling. to put a crew together. Yes, that's so. That's funny you said that because that's exactly how I feel. And the thing I'm writing is a comedy, and it's a series. Now I wrote the first couple scripts. I got another one, and you know it's kind of done, but needs some work. So I'm looking for somebody to write the rest of the scripts with me, and. Uh, so that we can start producing this. So I want about three writers. I kind of want different outlooks. So I'm looking for somebody who's just funny. I don't care who they are, um, but is a slightly crude because I'm not really good with crude humor. Really? Well, I'm good with it on a private note, but as soon as I oh, get okay. with people I don't know, I, I feel like I feel restricted. Like, ah, I'm not, I sh- should it. I say that poop joke? Yeah, you <laughs> should I talk about the booger in my mustache? Oh God, no. <laughs> Why are you saying that here? I know. I'm sorry. So but, I, but I don't, right, exactly. I don't, I don't count as public. No, I've not. I, <laughs> Maybe I should. I have a connection with you, James. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Forget that. What I said. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I, I wish I could, but I <laughs> take that out of your mind. Anyway. Okay. Um, so anyway, so I'm, I'm moving on. I'm contacting moving people on. that have no idea who I am. And of course, what I've done is I've sent them a presentation. The, the problem is it's a link. And so when I said no one wants to press the link because they're afraid that their uh, computer is going to blow up. Somehow. Nobody has any idea what's going on with links. People have no idea. Okay. So they, they probably don't want to hit a link because it's like, well, that's an extra action. I don't want to do that. Uh, it might be lazy people. Well, People have actually responded with, I don't want to press this link, but it's like they want to. So they're really, they're really trying to see if I'm a real person. And then I respond. The nice thing is, um, my, my email address is, it's obviously in the States, right? You know, it's sometimes you get these wacky emails and it's it's like dot X, Y, L, Z, you know, you, you can fake an email address. It's true. It's true. Um, another thing I've had to do and I, I don't know if you know, I go to comedy shows once in a while, um, mostly people I know or somebody I know who knows and I'll go and I've been doing it for years, but um, I've never actually went up to any comics that I don't know that's and just start talking to them unless they're associated with somebody else I know. And okay. I'm talking in circles. My point is now I'm going to comedy clubs with a goal, a goal in mind. You're right? hunting, you're hunting comedians. I know. I, I feel like an, feel like an animal out That's there. Awesome. That's awesome. It's the, weird. You need to embrace that. Go out and hunt, hunt these guys down. <laughs> well, I almost feel like, you know, those creepy stalkers, you know, that like linger in the dark, oh, waiting no, to pounce dude, out for like an autograph or something. That, that is the wrong vibe. <laughs> I'm trying not to have that vibe. So I have like my little Look, business. I go did ahead. the exact same thing when I had a gallery in Houston. I would go out and scout talent and I was totally like a hunter. I would focus on someone and I say, okay, I like this person. I'm going to go talk to them. I'm going to go sell them on my gallery. But I was really, and I wouldn't say aggressive, but I was, you know, not a troll. Did waiting, you get nervous about to, it? No, I was excited. I was like, if I found the kid, the worst that could happen was they say no. And they're going to, even if they say no, they're probably going to take some satisfaction that I came up and asked them to be part of my gallery. And I had an actual gallery and, you know, I was young and, See, you and I are exactly the opposite. You really won't go up to a random person and just start talking to them. I will. Well, but, and but it sounds like if you have a goal, like you want to meet somebody, you're you're good with that. Absolutely no problem with it. Me, as soon as I want something from that person, all of a sudden I feel anxious. Like, oh, oh my God, they're going to see through me that I'm, I, they're going to think I'm some kind of con artist. I get all this anxiousness. And dude, dude. literally the guy sitting right next to him, I could just walk up and start talking to him. But because I want to engage with this person and have possibly more 
conversation, I get this anxiousness. You know, I forgot that half of what heat stroke was about was me basically giving you therapy sessions. <laughs> so now ther- you understand why I missed you so much, James. You need a therapist. <laughs> I give you free coffee and free sessions. Jeez. So you really need to fix that because you're not, you're, you have something to offer these people. Thanks. You, you have scripts. You have I think they're good. Other dozens. people told me they're good. People in the business have told me they're good. You have dozens of people following you on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> okay. So I've been talking, I've been going up to these different comedians and trying to engage and giving them my card. And some of them call me back and some don't. But one of these comics, um, I'll just tell his name. His name is Bill Dawes. He's an excellent, hilarious comic. I've been watching his, he does YouTube hardly at all. So I couldn't really get like a good, like feel for his shows or his style, but he does these Twitter things. I'm a big Twitter guy. So he's on there. He's an Instagram guy, but he only does like these little clips, but just those little things that he was posting. And I was reading, I, I go, I think I can click with this guy. So I really wanted to meet him and approach him with my scripts and see if he was interested. So I did the whole thing, verify who I am, which I was just talking about a second ago. And then I finally get a chance to meet him. So I I literally go to LA to meet different comics and he's on my list of guys I want to talk to. And he gives me this kind of, I said, let's go out for coffee. And he's like, no, just come over to my house, which I thought was kind of weird. No one, he doesn't know me, you know? And he was one of these guys like, who are you? You know, like I'm the weird guy, which is, I get. So I'm like, okay. So I'm literally going to someone's house. I have no idea who they are in a part of Hollywood, which is just to let you know that part of Hollywood has a lot of great people that live in that area, but there are also a lot of bizarre, crazy weirdo people that live in that area. too. Okay. First of all, if they're actors, they're going to be bizarre. They're going to be bizarre, crazy people. But (laughs) if they're not actors, how does someone, a bizarre, crazy person live in the same neighborhood as great actors? Well, it's, it's called West Hollywood. And (laughs) what it is, there's this area, if you're familiar with Hollywood at all, you have like where all the studios are. Is it below the H or the O? <laughs> it's uh, it's very far west of the H. Okay. Anyways, this okay. So I ended up going to a place that's right. His his apartment is right across the street from the Laugh Factory. So I I want to tell you because we've talked about me being tardy or not tardy before, <laughs> and yeah. I did not want to be tardy. So I had planned to be there 35, 40 minutes early. I was just going to hang out anyways, because I told you I got this anxiousness. I don't want to screw up this thing. And so I get right to where the, the phone says he is and I'm getting ready to park it. All of a sudden the phone says another address. I must have pressed something. And the next thing you know, I'm off driving the wrong direction, going to the Hollywood sign, which is so funny you brought that up because now I'm driving. I'm like, why am I going to Hollywood sign? I thought he lived off of sunset. So now I'm, I'm late. And I've been taking my time because now I'm five minutes late and I'm 15 minutes away. I, I discovered I, I got to get back. So I'm flying down the road trying to get back to his place. I get there late, 25 minutes late. He asks, are you, are you coming? St-? You know, that you get these little texts. Oh man, you really did, did it to yourself. I did do time. one fake though. I did. I'm just looking for parking because I know how bad parking is there. Oh my God. And he says, don't worry, just pull in. I'm like, okay, that buys me three more minutes. So anyways, so I pull in. Let me just quickly say, I was looking for parking. It just was an hour earlier. Anyways, and now I can't find where to park. It's like this tight, congested apart. This really cool kind of um, hip apartment complex. Everybody's got nice cars. There's ivy. You can hardly see the apartment. It's got so much overgrowth. Sounds like Scottsdale. 
Mm, actually, it's very much like your neighborhood. The, the it, You know, it's kind of got a hip vibe to it. Lots of, this is a desert version of it. Anyways. Well, it was hip until you drove up. <laughs> in your Cadillac. <laughs> the Cadillac. drove up in the white Cadillac? There's the, well, there is one Cadillac in this neighborhood, Christopher. <laughs> And it's yours. It, I think that kind of gives me my own style, though. Yes, it does. <laughs> hey, when I was driving in LA, anyways, let me. Well, that's I. I regress. So I get there, and now I'm late, and I can't find the guy. And so I'm thinking about these other comics, and I'm literally thinking, I blew it with this guy. He's not going to be interested with me. I go, I really got to get together with this other comic, and the other comic's name. Wait, is, wait, 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 wait. What happened to this guy, Dawes guy? Okay. Did you so, meet him? Yeah. Well, let me, okay. So I'm starting to think I'm already there. I'm just, I'm going to get out of here. He's going to hate, I'm late. He's I'm probably okay. pissing him off. So I'm thinking about this other comic whose name is Brian. So I get out the door. He walks up and I go, Hey, Brian. He goes, Bill. <laughs> so, okay. Christopher, so I'm late. Chris, and on, now I call wait, him by wait, the wait, wrong wait, name. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. Christopher, I don't know why you spend so much time writing your scripts. All you have to do is live your life and record it. <laughs> so that literally is a script right there. He looks at me and he completely ignores me. Now he's with another gal and he's walking. I park and I get out of my car and I'm standing there. And he goes on with the conversation with this attractive blonde gal. And I'm not, I'm still thinking, I just, I'm going to just be polite and then get out of here. This is a complete waste of his time. It's a waste of my time. And he's completely ignoring me. And I'm like, okay, we're done. So we, I pick, <laughs> I, I pick up my bag and he saw, he kind of goes, he gets some of this conversation. He goes, come on. And I'm like, okay. So we go into the, his back patio area. And in my mind, I thought we were going to, it was high up. I think, of, I don't know. I thought we were going to have a view of Hollywood <laughs> and it was instead, it was cool. Don't get me wrong, but it was just covered with trees and there was leaves all over the table. And I'm thinking, Okay. And he sits, he stands and he goes in his house and then he comes back and I'm just standing there on the patio. I'm feeling really awkward and he's really not talking to me. And he says, I need something to drink. He says, you want to walk with me to the store? I'm like, okay. And so we're walking we're hardly talking. I mean, hardly talking. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's pissed. And he asked me a couple of things. And then he says to me, as we kind of cross the street and we're heading toward the Laugh Factory, because he's right across the street from the Laugh Factory. He says, so have you ever even been to a comedy club before? And I'm like, okay, so this guy thinks I'm a, is a, okay. is a joke. Yeah. And I say, um, I've, I've been to a few comedy shows before. He saw, well, when's the last time you've been to one? And I go, well, matter of fact, a week and a half ago, I actually was at one. And he goes, oh, who'd you go see? And then I went to go talk. I talked about this other comedian, Brian. Uh, anyway, so he knew him. And so we're, we're, we're walking on. He's still not saying much. And then I, I say a couple of things and I thought I made a couple of little jokes. He's not laughing. We go into the store. So I like, okay, let me at least buy whatever he wants. And he wanted two monsters, a water. And I, and I got myself a, a coffee and I'm trying to pay and he, he won't let me, you know, he's got his little phone. So, so, so now I can't, I, I can't, I'm feeling really awkward. Anyways, as we're passing the laugh factory to head back, he seems to know everybody there. Everybody's, Hey Bill, Hey Bill. I'm just like, Oh my God. And he says to me, he goes, I've been doing this laugh factory gig for a few years in fact the apartment complex is owned by the laugh factory like oh okay that's cool so we get back to the back patio and we sit down and i didn't notice it before but now i'm noticing he has a computer much smaller kind of about the same size as yours he's got um the same 
interfaces you do. The, uh, what is this? Scarlet. Focus right. Yeah, he's got the other one. He's got some other mics just laying there. And so I said, so did you just get finished doing uh, some recording or something? He goes, no, I thought we would just record this and do this as a podcast. And I'm like, oh shit, I've been pranked. (laughs) We start talking on his podcast and I, I, I'm having a conversation just like you and I, so I lost that that fear factor. Hang on a second. Yeah. This is a conversation? <laughs> okay. <laughs> feel feel free to come in and comment at any oh, time. Oh, sure. Because that, that works. Go ahead. So the next thing I know, and I'm talking with him, and all of a sudden, I was really glad he did that because that awkwardness literally melted off of me. And I'm like, we're on. I know how to do a podcast. <laughs> And I know how to entertain. I mean, I don't know if this is entertaining. As but, long as you're performing. Right. And not so, being you. Yeah, you're okay. So, right. So not that I go on stage all the, that often, but you've seen me on front of a crowd. I can turn it on. Yeah. In front of a, ca- a crowd of Boy Scouts. <laughs> but you, I, I guess you haven't seen. No, you, you, you're, you've got, you're an MC. You're a natural MC. I feel that's true. So once we got there, he actually put me in my element. I get it. Yeah. Well, also, he was looking for content. If he uses it, he, he doesn't. He doesn't have to. Use he doesn't it. have to. It's no, not any good. Right. He turned out to be a total he, turd. He might think it was terrible and never post it. So, anyways, but the whole time I'm doing the podcast, if if he ever posted and you ever get a chance to listen to it, you're going to hear these huge areas of silence. He may or may not cut. I'm literally wa- looking around for cameras because I'm thinking I'm being pranked. He wants to find out about the show and the whole time I think I'm being pranked. So I'm looking around for cameras. I'm not seeing any cameras. Dude, there's some serious stuff wrong with you. <laughs> well, if I came up to you and said, hey, you want to do a po- podcast? I'm a total stranger. Stranger. He's not, he's not a stranger, though. You you asked this, to see this guy. He's a comedian. He's, you know, this is and this is 2022. Everyone and their mother has a podcast. Yeah, that's true. When I was a kid. And I'm, when I'm in kid in my 20s, I love doing pranks. This would be right up my alley to set up a fake podcast, get somebody to talk and just ream them across the coals I, and see what happens. Not to the point where I'm mean, but as something funny just to see the reaction. And so I, I thought this was some kind of a prank. Anyways, we get done with the whole interview. He's a really cool guy. And we had a good conversation and I really enjoyed my time with him. But now we're at the end. So he we close off. And I'm feeling more comfortable with him. But now I'm like, so how do I end this? And he was really cool. He in, he invites me across the street to the Laugh Factory. And mm-hmm. I spent the, spent the rest of the evening there and had a really, really great time. Have you ever been to the Laugh Factory? No, I don't go to comedy clubs. But you've been to a comedy club. I have club. not been to a comedy club. Really? Yeah. I don't go out. <laughs> <laughs> We should go to a comedy club. I'm a little offended that you even thought I went to a comedy club. <laughs> There's actually a really great comedy club kind of near me, near, near North Phoenix. And there's a bunch of, I don't want to say they're, they look like little dive bars, but they're actually only comedy clubs. They're very small. And I don't know, maybe two dozen seats and a bench in the back. Ask me how many bars I've been to. How many bars have you been to? One. Come on. I only went in there to see if it was a gay bar. I only went in there to see if they knew who hit my car. You're honestly telling me you've only been to one bar in your whole... I didn't know that about you. Well, there you go. Well, I don't drink. Why would I go to a bar? I hate to say this, but I started hitting the bars when I was literally one. 
my dad would bring me to the bar because you could do this in the 60s. Well, and he'd sit there and drink, put me on a bar stool. So I've been told. <laughs> Surprisingly, we have different fathers. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go to the Denny's back in the day? Uh, when Denny's had bars? I almost forgot. Does a college uh, college campus bar count? Yeah, I think so it I've does. Been to two bars. Okay. How many times did you go to that bar? Once. So you've been to two bars. So you've been to, you've visited a bar on the inside twice. I never once for college and once because your car. I died never in. go to a bar twice. <laughs> That's just the thing with me. Aren't you even a little curious? No. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is like totally un- un- uninteresting. Do you to remember me. this old show, Ch- Cheers? Yes. Did I you watch it? I, yeah, I watched. Did it. Did you like it? I liked it for the time it was on. Yes, of course. But I think it was a pretty bad show. Looking back at it, I don't like it. I think it's no, a pretty I'm bad the show. same way. I, I tried to watch the whole series again. And yeah. I got through the first season uh, and then I kind of skipped ahead, hoping it got better where Frazier's there more. Right. And it still didn't like it. And I go, huh, it must have been a, a show that was good for its time. Exactly. TV was really bad back then. So if it was even remotely watchable, you watched it. Yeah, there was a couple characters though that are hilarious on their own, but they didn't carry the show. Right, like the uh, Clint, and he was the most hilarious. The part ladies of the show. were usually terrible. Oh, terrible actresses, right? Well, not necessarily the actresses, but the characters. Everything about and annoying. Oh I mean, what God. was the 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 brunette, curly headed brunette, the, the waitress? She was funny. I, I remember her being funny. But Diane, the the blonde, and then replaced by that the the Vulcan. Shelley Long. Uh, they were both terrible. What did you think of uh, Ted Danza? I thought he was terrible in that, but I, since then I've liked him in a lot of other things, well, which is surprising because, you know. Did you see that show, The Good Place? Yeah. yeah, I thought he was great in that. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. God, it, I felt like it was the same character though, right? He's like a character actor. Same uh, guy, different setting. Like if you were to take but the bar felt, owner and like make it, him a, uh, a devil, he'd be the same guy. Well, don't give it away. Oh, everybody knows what that's about. Do they? That moment when he, when she figures it out and he's like, oh, all oh, right. So beautiful. Yeah. It's such a, yeah, oh, yeah. he got that. Per- he nailed it perfectly. But when he did so that, that's of- exactly the same discovery he used to have when Diane would screw her, screw I him felt over. Maybe it was the, maybe it was the directing, maybe it was the cinematography, but it just never captured right. In or the, maybe in the you just way. don't like bars. <laughs> hey, I've been to two, so. But the only reason I brought that up is, didn't that make you curious to go into a bar? No, not at all. Like, like did you... Okay, so have you ever been have you ever been to Boston and seen that little cheesy cheer sign that's basically the front of the cheers? I don't think so. I can't say I haven't because I've been to Boston. And uh, you never popped your head in? Oh God, no, I wouldn't go in. Oh, I popped my I've never actually drank there, but I've popped my head in a few times. Well, okay. That well, seems so touristy. It's so I mean long. That, I would that's just so touristy. What is there to But it's across the street from a great park. I mean it's really easy. To, anyways, whatever. I want to see the old houses and the old furniture. In Boston? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever done that walk where you walk around and you do the whole trail? I did a walk. It takes all day. I did it with my oldest son about four years ago. And we really had a good time. But I like the old Robert, ba- Robert Baron mansions. Those are yeah. Those are interesting. Anyway, so that that's that was my Hollywood story. Some great old American furniture there, too. Yo, yeah, absolutely. And MIT. That's a that's a highlight for you in Boston. Well, I actually went to MIT, so it was kind of a highlight. Wait a minute, you went to MIT? I took a class. Yeah, my final oh. class at RISD was a joint RISD MIT oh, class. That's like me at so UCLA. I, I, when I went up there, I can't remember. It was like two or three times a week. Oh, that's cool. On the bus. Okay, so I got to ask a couple Which questions. Wasn't terribly cool. Hanging around that that crowd, there's a certain stereotype of the personality that comes out of an MIT. Is is it true or is it just 
not true. Everybody's different like everybody else. Everybody I was else. in a little bit different situation. We were at the, we were dealing with, uh, I think two, un- no, one undergrad. The other was for graduate students and we had two engineers and three business students. So it was a bit more of a mix than you would probably see in the undergrad. Um, <laughs> one of them, I don't know. I mean, there are stories there, but you know, I don't want to start now. <laughs> you know, they were pretty smart people. At least the engineer, one engineer was, was literally a genius. Richard Koch, if I remember. Now, did you live correctly. in, you must have lived in Boston then. No, no, I, I was living in, in Rhode Island. This is why I had to take the bus up to Boston. Oh, uh, uh, Okay, so I just want to get a little thing clear here. So you lived in Rhode Island. So you, uh, you're from New York. We've talked about that many times on the show. And I lived in LA and Phoenix. And I've li- lived a couple of random places. Like, for example, I lived in Delaware for, right. for six months. Right. Yeah. Anyways, so how long did you live in Rhode Island? Well, I was there for college. So I was there for four years. Oh, Right. So I don't understand. So when did you move to Phoenix? Uh, 2011. From Rhode Island? No, from New York. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you did you bring all your stuff? Well, I, you know, I brought most of it. Not everything is worth bringing. <laughs> I love moving because it's such a great time to get rid of stuff. Oh, right. And once I started, it was pretty easy to continue. So we got rid of a lot of stuff. Like, what do you mean? Like everything? Like, did you just come over with dishes and like... So, you know, we were at the household of three people, two adults and one five-year-old child at the time. And we had one pod, which is four, no, I'm sorry, eight feet by 12 feet. I think it was, it may have been a 20, 10 footer, but I think it was a 12 footer. And it wasn't, it was maybe half full. Half full? You, would, you didn't bring all like the toys and stuff from the kids? Oh, from we had the son? toys, but you know, didn't have as many toys as most people have. Do you uh, have any, Christopher, let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you know how, what percentage of the world's children live in the United States? You want to guess? I have no idea. I know some other countries have some big populations, so I'm guessing it's fairly small. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we're not a very big country by numbers. I mean, and we don't, we don't have a billion people like some of the countries do. Well, let me just say, we have 3% of the world's children living here in the United States currently. Okay. And yet somehow 40% of the world's toys are also <laughs> here. That doesn't surprise me though. Oh God. And, you know, I tried to be really conservative in raising our boy. When he was young and not giving a lot of toys, but the the avalanche from the in-laws and the rest of the family, it just, it drowned, we drowned in toys. A third of my garage until last year was filled with old toys. That's, well, why did you keep the old ones? Well, I have little baby nephews. I'm thinking oh. I'm going to just slowly, and it's great because my garage in the last two or three months has completely <laughs> <laughs> emptied out and my sister's garage has completely filled. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you, did you have something, were you holding a grudge against your sister for some reason? Are you now getting back at her for? Well, at my house, this is, this is so lame. We have this thing where we like to pass things down as some kind of sentimental value. So for example, some of my toys I gave to my sons and a couple to my daughter. And now those will go, and those went to my nephew for a while. And now they're going to go to my niece for a while. And so they've been passed down three generations. That's good. But they're not necessarily, like my Legos. Same here. Okay. Legos have been passed down. Um, what did you pass down? Legos. I just said that. Oh, anything else? <laughs> Would you not listen to me on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so basically oh, you came with Legos and the dishes. That's all that I, since I moved around so much, that's the only thing that I really had in storage, you know, in my parents' house that they didn't throw out was the Legos. Nothing else. I have the comic books, but I don't want them to read those comic books. It's oh, just a lot yeah, of violence yeah, in those yeah, stupid yeah. comic books and they're badly written from the night. Eh, whatever. Anyway, uh, you don't have any storage units though, do you? 
I, I that, did for a while. Ouch. My garage was so full. I go, you know what? Let me empty out half the garage, put it in storage, clean out my garage, and then bring this stuff back. Did you bring it back? No, yeah. And it was a complete waste of money. Yeah. I literally put everything into storage, <laughs> cleaned out practically nothing. It just <laughs> means that I could park my car in my garage for a while, realized I didn't want to pay for it, and it ended up moving it back. It was a waste of money and my back. Well, you probably shouldn't have brought it back then. You know what? Now that you That's, say that, I'm trying to think what was in there. You're right. Probably half of that stuff eventually ended up being going to Salvation Army. That's a life hack. Like if you think you need a storage facility and you want to go rent one and anything you put in there, guess what? You don't really need it. Get rid of it. That's a good point. It's like, don't, don't pay for more than a month at the storage place. Have you heard the thing? If you don't wear your clothes for more than a year, that item needs to go away. Whatever. Sure. I mean, that, that's fine. But do you get rid of your clothes every year? I don't. I do need to get, you know, I, every couple of months, I think I really need to go through my. I have a handful of clothes I got my senior year of high school. Yeah. I just, it's, I wouldn't wear them out in public, but you know, laying around the house, you know, clean in the backyard. I'm like, and it got like little, see, this is a family thing. Once again, a little sentimental value. I'm like, oh, my mom got this for me, you know, for Easter, you know, my, the year I graduated high school. Well, all my clothes were handing me down. So there was nothing nostalgic about it. From oh, my right. View. But uh, you know, when I was out, I was, so last fall I went to help my parents move. And then last month, thankfully I got the chance to do it all over again with my mother-in-law, which was so much fun. <laughs> but I You're was like out, a moving guy now. I was, yeah. I was out down, I was down there in, uh, in Florida, in Naples, Florida. And absolutely astounded by the number of storage units that had popped up and that were being currently built. They're popping up everywhere, like in the middle of nowhere. It's it's before the people get there, the storage unit shows up. Oh, no, the people have to be there first, but uh, they follow pretty quickly. Um, and this is actually, let me, I have a, I have a quote from an article I remember I, did, I saw a couple of days ago. Let me pull this up for you. Okay. I like to save important quotes. <laughs> now has more self-storage facilities than McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King's, Starbucks, and Walmart's combined. You gotta be kidding me. Well, I don't, I, I believe Axios, they're not lying to me. That, that seems, that, that seems excessive. You know, being down there in Naples though, I, I, I can believe it because they were literally all over the place. And again, they were building more. Do you think it's more. like those neighborhoods kind of, okay, so you got one area where it's crazy, senior citizen area, right? Well, part of that's also snowbirds. So there may be a little bit well, there. Well, that's Phoenix too, but right? Yeah. Well, Phoenix too. I mean, you drive down the street and it's like, wait, wasn't there only one storage unit here last week? <laughs> and now there are three more. It's like even in Phoenix, they're putting storage units up. And I'm not, I'm well, not I, saying that. I, because, that must also include like the warehouses because people, I, I, you know this, people all over the United States store their cars in storage units around the Phoenix area because of the dry weather. Okay. So, so you're like able a, to put your car like in a, there and maintain it. It's like the air, the airplane hangars graveyard down in Tucson. Oh, have you been down there before? I haven't, but I know of it. Oh my God. We should all go down there and come back and talk about the podcast. That is a great thing to see. Well, why wouldn't we just podcast from there? Ooh, good idea. Hey, I'm almost out of coffee already. <laughs> good. good. That's, is that your way That's, of saying thank you? Goodbye. I'm sorry, but I think your time is up for this session. <laughs> James, it was good getting together with you again. I really miss these conversations. Boy, I feel tired now. (laughs) (laughs) Heat Stroke is brought to you by Markers in Motion. Audio engineer, Christopher Furman. If you'd like to contact Heat Stroke, go to heatstrokepodcast.com. Don't you see me? Peek-a-boo. Don't you feel me? Peek-a-boo.
It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. One. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's very from big up brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee. I just want to do a quick plug for Bill Dawes. The comedian is hilarious. You can catch him on his podcast at The After Laugh or check him out at Laugh Factory. Uh, You get to see him with all of his friends, uh, a lot of other great comedians. But believe me, if you don't laugh after watching him, I think there's something wrong with you.